0: First of all, I'll say it's a shame that we have to do this. It's really despicable. It's despicable that somebody can say things about somebody and an organization, more importantly, 17-year-old kids. You're taking shots at 17-year-old kids and their families. And they broke state laws, that, they're, that they're, they're all money. We bought every player on this group. We never bought anybody. No rules were broken. Nothing was done wrong. It was all in the, and the way we do things, the ethics in which we do things. And these families, it's despicable that a reputable head coach could come out and say this when he doesn't get his way or things don't go his way. The narcissist in him doesn't allow those things to happen. It's ridiculous. But when when he's not on top and the parody in college football he's been talking about, go talk to coaches who coach.
1: So that was Jimbo Fisher. Um, Welcome, everybody, to the show another edition of Secondhand Sports. We'll jump right into it. I mean, the biggest news in sports today uh, with Jimbo Fisher coming back uh, at Nick Saban after comments f- from yesterday. And, and just that clip alone, most people have seen it, so I don't know if we want to you know, dive into what exactly was said, but Nick Saban was basically talking about how a bought their whole recruiting class bought their whole team in 2022 and how it needs to be regulated. And there needs to be some kind of, um, control for, um, how players can get paid. And most people agree with that. Like that's not a, that's not a wild opinion or anything like that. And Jimbo Fisher just comes out swinging saying like we're basically repeating over and over like we're not cheating Nick Saban is a you know a narcissist for claiming that we're cheating yada 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 it's like Nick Saban was never (laughs) claiming that they were cheating or that they broke laws he was just saying that they bought their players and I have we have stats to back that up too but what were you I'll pitch it over to you Matthew what was your thoughts initially uh coming out of this morning um i mean before we even started this today on the podcast before we even made the jimbo topic we had a topic talking about how nick saban called out a&m so and then this just it just keeps unraveling so what were your thoughts matthew
2: well honestly i have to say like i give credit to jimbo for what he said today i have to give credit to him it's too loud No, you're good. Okay, cuz I'm 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 in my kitchen and right now. I'm trying to find clothes uh, work. No, but I, I Jim first of all, like Jimbo's cheated. He did cheat. He lied about what he said he cheated. But but that's legal now. He's just calling out Nick Saban. that Nick's been doing it for that saban has been doing this for years. And right, but
1: and, but Saban never said that Jimbo was cheating, though. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Saban just said that he bought the team, and buying the team is, I mean, te- you know, paying the players is legal now. So it's not like yeah. Saban, well, yeah, li- like, you know what I mean.
2: Like, like, but yeah, but like, that's what I'm saying. Jimbo did, like, he didn't cheat because, and I don't know, this is probably stupid, but he didn't cheat because NRL is legal it's all legal now. They just, they're just doing NIL a different way from what other teams are doing because Texas A&M has money. They have boosters. They have coaches. They, they have, they have outside sources. They have deeper pockets in Alabama. Right. But I think, um, but what I'm, what I'm trying to say, what I was trying to say earlier was like, hell, I mean, shout, I mean, let's like shout out to Jimbo Fisher for doing this. Like, cause Nick Saban didn't have to say that. He didn't have to say, he didn't have to call Texas A and M. He didn't have to call Jackson State. But he Ryan. called on Texas A and M. And Jimbo, he's he said it before. We we haven't recruited. We we didn't cheat or anything. We did nothing wrong. And this time, it's his old boss calling them out, calling them out and saying, you know, the A and M has more recruits than we do. So, where if Jimbo actually cheated, where do you think he's learned that? Who do you think he's learned that from? <laughs>
3: right exactly
2: or have learned how to cheat yeah from the biggest cheater in the world from the biggest (laughs) cheater in college football from the supposed goat that we call and we claim jimbo we claim saban is the goat okay well i mean is he really the goat or do you just cheat his way to the top?
1: yeah that's i mean let me see if i can pull up the uh the uh cuz Jimbo says that. What is it? Okay, here it is right here.
0: And uh he shows you who he is. And then I just wanted He's to He's the greatest ever, huh? Oh. And then I just wanted <laughs> when to You know. got all the advantages. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. I mean and and to be fair to Nick Saban went on the radio show today th- this afternoon at like 3:30 I think it was um and he said he he apologized for singling them out it's like he he's, he was saying I wasn't talking about I I shouldn't have you know called out anybody specific cuz he was talking about the system as a whole so um but if you look at A&M's recruiting class under Jimbo 2018 zero five stars 2019 two five stars 2020 two five stars 2021 one five star Nil starts and in 2022 seven five stars and the highest rated class of all time are at Texas A&;M after going four and four in the SEC and losing to a sorry LSU team I mean LSU was terrible last year and they lost to LSU so to, for Jimbo to be pushing this narrative that the kids are coming to AM because it's a great school and they're great people and it has nothing to do with NIL is like ridiculous.
2: But <laughs> he's calling out, I mean, he's calling out his boss. Nobody oh, has yeah. done that. No assistants have called out the teacher. The student hasn't called out the teacher and said all this.
1: Oh yeah, and like this is definitely it. Definitely seemed like uh, Jimbo was. This was boiling up for sure. Like Jimbo was responding not only to what Nick Saban said last night, but just to like the whole uh, everything that Nick Saban has said about him, basically. So
2: yeah, like like he said he like he said like he the, the thing that stood out to me is he compared him to Bobby Bowden. He said, like, Bobby Bowden taught you how to do things the right way, and Nick Saban taught you how to do things the wrong way. That's why I didn't go back and work for him. That's why I don't even want to be associated with him. I mean, Bobby Bowden cheated too. Everyone, they they all do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's college football. Florida, Florida State in the 90s was called Free Shoes University. That was coined by Steve Spurrier, who was at Florida at the time. Yeah. So. Like, but I mean, but I have to give credit. I mean, honestly, I, I give credit and I've said it again. I give credit to what Jimbo Fisher did because not only did, you know, he now, we, you know, we don't know if it's all true or not, but he worked with him. He worked with him. He's won a championship. And, you know, I I just think that, you know, all, all I know is October 8th, uh, oh, yeah.
3: 2020
2: is going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to say if uh, Jimbo punches him in the face. Oh yeah, when they first. But it's it's not only that too. SEC media days, in like July. Oh yeah, and that's it's... coming.
1: That people were talking about that, in at during Jimbo's press conference, they were like, "Is it going to be any awkward?" Here is another thing about Jimbo saying, "I'm not uh, afraid of confrontation." And then Nick Saban yeah. tried to call him last night, and he didn't answer the call. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. You don't. Look, so my, Matthew, Matthew, you don't feel like this was a overreaction by Jimbo at all?
2: I'm not going to say it's an overreaction, but Nick Saban didn't have to say that. He didn't have to say it. Right. He can apologize all he wants, but that he said true. it. That is true. That is true. Yeah. He called out. I agree. He with called you out Tennessee. He Called out Texas AM because AM beat him. A&M, and maybe a just AM beat him last year. They beat him in recruiting this year. And to me, to me, it's like Saban now kind of realizes wait a second. You know, I, I've been I've been doing this for years. Now everybody else gets to do it the same thing. Pay players, you know, and Jimbo, and the the, the thing about Nick Saban, what makes him so great as a coach is. He is so good at lying. He's so good at covering his tracks. And okay. He can just cover his tracks, and you can't stop him because NCA's not going to do a damn thing. Go to his right. office and get yeah, the fuck
1: out. Of it. NCAA is in Alabama, so yeah. yeah.
4: Oh, I think the biggest takeaway I mean, is all of us, all the all the gentlemen in this world, we no longer have an excuse if our ladies want to watch keeping up with the kardashians or real housewives or whatever reality show they're watching now we no longer have an excuse to get out of that because how invested we are in this real-time drama yeah. completely throws away any excuse that we ever had about us not being interested in drama because here we are yeah. making a podcast about two 60-year-olds yeah <laughs> Yeah, arguing over 70 year old who's, who's 70-year-old. cheating, who's not
2: cheating, who's been cheating. Yeah, to, to, me, to me, it's just like both of them are kind of like, like both of them, both of them are cheaters. Both of them have, you know, and you know, Jimbo's learned that from Nick Saban because Nick Saban's been doing it his whole career. He did it at LSU, he did it with Alabama. I mean, he's doing it with Alabama. He's, been, you know, they have recruiting class after recruiting class after recruiting class every single year. Can he really recruit, or is he paying his players? Right. Well, I I want to know like
4: so. I don't think that there is any other head coach who has a larger coaching tree underneath him than Nick Saban. So, no. for, uh, he's you know he's walking a, a thin line here to start making these comments whenever he's got. I would. Uh, I'm sure. He's, I mean, I don't. I don't probably over a hundred coaches at least yeah out there who have seen the way that he operates. Nobody does. So, you know, and as we've all said, like there it's undeniable that these college athletes are showing up to campus and getting a brand new car. Like that doesn't just happen, especially like if they're you know, they they pick up someone from the ninth ward. Like yeah. Where they get you know,
2: yeah. You don't drive
4: brand new mercedes in the ninth war
3: yeah.
4: it's just a, a fact leonard
1: Fournette so, was driving a mercedes on lsu's campus
4: yeah so uh, every college does it. whenever these people are treating their moms to new cars or getting them houses and stuff yeah you know obviously they're getting money from somewhere and honestly who really i mean well i get i get the point that there's some schools with way more money than others, so there it does make it uh, it needs to be regulated, of course, but also yes. like these are freaks of nature. These athletes, they're incredible. Why, you know, why not let them get the money? But yeah, the fact that I don't, I mean, obviously, AM's paying their players, obviously, Alabama's paying their players, obviously, LSU's paying their players, obviously, Jackson's, Jackson, yeah, Jackson State, paid their players. There's no way. I mean, I could it, it it does look kind of silly all the coaches trying to like say no we're not doing it like
1: Right. I it, think it's, it's yeah, people people are calling less for like I don't think they should limit the amount of money players can get. I think it's just should be like a like a transfer window type thing just like free agency in the NFL there there's trade deadlines and stuff like that. And Lane Kiffin has talked about that, which he was on a heater on Twitter to quote tweet and everything. But Lane Kiffin has talked about how there needs to be like when we talk about regulation, like give the kid all the money that he can get while he's still healthy and able to compete, but as far as transferring students because of NIL, there has to be some kind of like window and then some waiting period or something like that, where you can't just like have a great season at Arizona State University and then transfer to Alabama, lickety split, get paid two million dollars, you know, and and give them a national championship. Like there has to be some kind of uh, regulation for that. Um, so
2: well, I mean, perfect example is Quinn is a uh, Quinn Ewers uh, from. Who transferred from a, who got an NIO deal with Ohio State realized he wasn't going to be CJ Stroud, so he transfers to Texas. Gets paid again, but he already he, that's on top of three million dollars he's already earned. There has to be contracts. That's where there has to be. Right. If you leave a business to go somewhere else, there needs to be a contract. Hey, I gave you this money to play for Ohio State. Yeah, you owe. Me. Right. And that, that's what the, what needs to happen. You can't just transfer, like. And that's what I think is is happening right now. I mean, today, also today, breaking news: Jordan Addison officially announced he's transferring to he's going to transfer to USC. USC is going to give him a house. They're giving him a car. Yeah. They're giving him all this stuff. And um, it's just like, it, you know, like it's it shouldn't be done that way. It needs to be done in a more professional way. I mean, and it, it has to because these kids, you know, these kids are they're they've now become you know, business people, I guess.
3: Yeah. I don't
2: know if that makes sense, but yeah, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I, and I mentioned, I think that will change it. I think that what has to happen is college football needs to succeed, succeed from the, uh, NCAA.
3: Right.
1: I misspoke earlier. I said the NCAA is in Alabama. The SEC is in Alabama, so they never come down hard on Nick Saban. If they and Nick Saban has brought them a million championships so um Dude,
2: the, Nick Saban Nick Saban is the most powerful man in college football. The oh second yeah. most powerful man in college football is uh, is uh Greg Sankey who's the commissioner of the SEC. Right. He's the one the only one that, when COVID happened, he's the only one that stood up and said, "No, we got to play these games." Yeah. Oh was not an option. It's play these games or lose a lot of money and they played the game. So <laughs> Yeah. not not no, no, nothing Nothing's going to happen to Nick Saban from all this. Nothing will probably happen to Jimbo at all. But I just know that game is going to be oh yeah, absolutely insane. Yeah.
1: Um. Here's another part of my my favorite clip right here from
3: from Jimbo. I'll turn it up here.
0: The government needs to step in because this is these things here, and what's funny in that talk right before he said that about us, wasn't he soliciting funds from the crowd? amazing, wasn't it? To the left, well, Rob. When you walk on water, I guess don't matter. Howdy, Coach.
1: So, talking about how he was, he was basically, and a, Saban didn't come out and say it, but he was implying, like, look at these other teams, you know, recruiting outstanding basically asking them to donate more money to whatever you know collective or booster fund that they have so they can get more players. I think that's basically what they were kind of uh, implying so um, it's just funny I don't know he just it just seemed it just seemed to me like Jimbo was not attacking what Saban. Jimbo was not only attacking what Sabin said last night. He was attacking what Saban has said like throughout the past. Cause Saban like he didn't say that Jimbo was cheating or that they were breaking the laws. And Jimbo gets up to his press conference and says, Why is that guy saying we're breaking laws and cheating? It's like nobody is saying that. So I don't
2: know. That's a do what? Nick Saban's probably broken more laws than anybody else. Well, I mean, that that's what he's that's what he was trying to say.
3: Right, right it
2: it was Did just crazy
1: it was just crazy that he even brought that aspect of it up and i think that's where all the like it just seemed like such an overreaction from jimbo to me just because it's like it's obvious that nil had something to do with their recruiting class and jimbo fisher just cannot stand when people <laughs> talk about that so
2: yeah, but I, I don't i don't blame like jimbo for doing that i don't i don't blame him for calling a press conference i mean dude it's it's kind of funny though i mean i really i mean i really don't care but but um in the beginning like before the press conference started they had like a 10 minute like delay and all you hear is like you hear texas saying them's like sid in there and he's just like like he's like breathing heavy like yeah <laughs> like, um, pissed off right now he how dare he take the how dare he take the name of texas in vain yeah yeah like that that that's what was happening and that's kind of what jimbo i mean you you could tell jimbo definitely was affected by it though i mean his voice was trembling he was he
1: lost his mind
2: yeah i mean you tell you he almost started crying but for jimbo to to, for take a shot at saving like that in public because we we've We've seen like we've we've heard little things that Nick Saban cheats and stuff. We've heard little things. Jimbo Fisher just exposed it all, like just exposed it all. You know, on live TV. Right. That's yeah. Like-
1: he, he exposed that shit can happen. I don't know. if He didn't want. It seemed like he didn't want to get into s- specifics for some of that stuff. Because probably Please. some of it is implicating himself too. Like, all right, Jimbo, yeah. how do you know that Saban was cheating while you were on the coaching staff? Because then he's like, "Well, I was cheating for Saban as well." You know what I mean? Like,
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. He he learned from the best. He learned from the he learned from the best. Like like I said, Nick Saban is so good at lying and covering his tracks that no one can stop him. He's right. he's invincible, yeah. and that's why. He's won many national championships. I mean, he is a great coach, and I, I will say he's a great coach. But you know, sometimes you get to cheat your way to the top. Sometimes you get to cheat your way to the top. Yeah, and you know, Nick Saban has done that. We've seen many instances that he has done that. So I right. think that you know, but I, I probably, I'm probably more on Jimbo Fisher's side on all this stuff. Yeah, I, I, mean, hey, I, I, I can tell. You don't you, you, you don't. don't you, he didn't have to call out Texas AM. He didn't have to call them out like that. Like, if he called I'm out real he, neutral on this whole thing, honestly, it's like, yeah, what's your take? Are, on?
4: Well, yeah. both sides are right and both sides are wrong. I mean, like, Nick Saban, it is kind of weird that he, and I know usually he is like one of the people to speak up on a lot of these things. Yeah. And they, you know, they always take what he says as prophecy, whatever he says. Whether, you know, even if he doesn't say, I'm warning you, he says it, and it's pretty much like a warning. It's going to happen. We've seen it time and time again. But also, uh, I don't know, Jimbo Fisher calling him out for the reason that he did, him saying, like, we did not buy our players, like, okay, shut up. That's a lie. You did. But I could understand him getting mad for him singling him out, you know, right but i guess i guess you can't come straight out and say that you can't come straight out and be like why did you only single us out when other schools are doing it too because then you're guilty but you know i don't know i I think the best thing though that any coach has said about this is what brian kelly said
1: nothing
2: nothing nothing crickets working hard building building and building a team stuff
1: amen brother
2: but um No, but but Saban also did say after so Saban did after he said um you know A&M bought all their players Saban said we didn't buy any players that's a lie that is a lie
1: wait who said that who said that
2: go 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 listen to the Nick go listen to the clip right now Nick Saban it's like 40 seconds like I'll, I'll send it okay Nick Saban did you ever see the clip of Nick Saban um saying what he said
1: no oh uh-uh. uh, well, yeah yeah I, saw, I i heard nick saban saying AM bought all their players in 2022
2: but he but he said after that we didn't buy a single player that, that's a lie
3: right yeah
2: so that's why i'm on Jimbo's side because he, he but i mean but like but like, but like it's all i understand it's also neutral too because to me it's like like,
1: here's here's where I'm here's why I'm not on here's why I think Jimbo is like overreacting Saban says A&M bought all their players like NIL is a bad system right now we need to reform the system and we didn't buy any players in 2022 Saban was lying about not buying any players in 2022 obviously but Jimbo takes that clip and then says Saban is accusing us of cheating and breaking state laws. And he's the one that's actually cheating when that's not what Saban was even saying at all. Like Saban didn't say that Jimbo Fisher is cheating, but Jimbo was defending himself as if Saban was saying that. That's why I think it's like, what are you even talking about? Like, they just said that your nil deals are better than Alabama's.
4: I will say one one thing, Matthew. One point for you and Jimbo in the corner over there is uh, that Nick Saban did talk to was it uh, some Texas high schools or something like that, and he yeah. literally said, like in his speech, he was like, "We got so many people come to." Alabama, and that's because of the NIL deals. Yeah. Like, basically insinuating, like, if you come play for us, you're going to get a good deal, which is I mean, you know, gray area for him to say that, but you, I mean, clearly you know what he's insinuating.
2: Throwing the money, Tom. He, he, he was talking about Bright. He, it was a Texas high school football coaching convention, and he was telling players that Bryce Young is already is already a millionaire, and he hasn't even played it down yet. Yeah. Not no, 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 about Bryce Young, another, another great comment, another great quote by Bryce Young. I was dotted my whole life. Give me a break.
1: Yeah, that was some BS. So, here's, here's the you. clip that Matthew was talking about when, uh, from Nick
4: Saban 22. It, it, skip- You've read about it, the- you know who they are. I mean, we were second in recruiting last year, AM was first. AM bought every player on their team, made a deal for name, image, and likeness. All right, we didn't buy one player. All right, but I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it.
1: Yeah, so I see what you're what you're saying there, Matthew. Like, obviously Alabama is taking advantage of everything for NIL. You know what I mean? Like that Saban, part is, Saban, just can't be true.
2: Nick Saban hates the system, but yet he's doing he's doing the stuff that he's complaining about.
1: Yeah, I don't like, think he hates the system. I think he just he is saying the same thing that Lane Kiffin is and he, saying.
4: Yeah.
2: Oh, that needs well, to be Well, You know,
4: an unbiased, uh, I guess, suggestion would be that both Alabama and A and M should serve a five-year no postseason <laughs> suspension. Yes. Um, <laughs> they should. They should only have three scholarships to give out every year. Um, yeah. And. Both of their coaches should have to coach blindfolded with earplugs in.
3: Yeah. That's what uh,
1: I saw. The funniest tweet that I saw was like, man, I can't believe what Jimbo Fisher is saying. The Duke's Mayo Bowl opponent for A&M is going to be pretty scared coming into next season. Like that is so true.
2: There was another tweet. It was, uh, it said Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher is better than Johnny Depp and Amber Heard.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: That one was fun. I, I lost. I lost right there. But um, really, this for 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 me to end, it, it's kind of great seeing two greats of the game just clashing off. People people don't call Jimbo a great stuff because all you know, but he is a great of the game. He's won he won a national championship at Florida State. He worked with Saban. Saban, you know, is the goat. Maybe I don't know. Maybe he cheated his way to the top. <laughs> but you know, Jimbo too. But it, but it, what I'm saying is it's it's great to see two of the games, you know, great coaches clashing. It just means that, you know, this college football season is going to be probably one of the best we're ever going to see.
1: Right. Yeah. I was about to say, whatever we agree or disagree on, like the one thing that's great about this is first of all, it's off season. So everything's boring. Anyway, having any kind of like traction for college football in May is spectacular. And um, yeah, this season is going to be nuts.
2: Well, it it gives us a reason to to to, to talk. It gives us a reason to discuss something, right? Instead of you know, it gives us more content and everything. But um, yeah, it's I, I think um, gonna be gonna be a great year. Gonna be a great year for sure. Yeah. And that that game, I think uh, secondhand sports. Maybe maybe you know, <laughs> should, should we, should Dude, we attend we buy tickets? That would be something with life Tus- the games in Tuscaloosa too. So yeah.
1: Man, that's gonna be wild. There, another thing that stinks about this though too is they're they're gonna be playing those same, like, that clip of all Saban. They're gonna be playing the same clips from that press conference all year long, and then leading up to that game too. It's gonna be like every Sports Center thing. You know what I mean? It's like that. Now that the media has something, they're just gonna play it on repeat forever.
2: Dude, Texas A&M's gonna make fucking cups. Like, they're gonna make cups like you drinking in the games. And it's gonna have that quote that Nick Saban said. It's gonna have him like with the with, at that interview. Yeah, it's gonna say we never recruited a player. Yeah, still it just it, to me, A and M just wants to beat. They want to be an elite in the SEC. Right. And I mean, it's it's like it's like after they lost to a after they beat LSU in seven in overtime, that first home game they had, they had the score of the LSU game. Like, like celebrating like that was their national championship beating LSU. Like, yeah. give me a break.
3: Yeah.
2: Which and rightly so because their pockets are so deep there and they suck every year. They're right.
3: Terrible. So yeah. I
4: mean, with that much money, I'm sure their boosters are are furious with how how bad they are.
3: Right. But if yeah. they can
4: if they can uh, go past uh five undefeated season, five game undefeated record this year, make it past five and zero before losing and going on their losing streak. Yeah. Well, who knows? We might see game day in SEC Nation, you know, at that yeah. game.
2: Yeah. yeah Man, I, um, it, it's going to be um, – I think some of those recruits, like, you know, some of those recruits, they're going to get on campus. They're going to see the freaking war chance, They're going to be like, I want to I get out of here. Yeah. The whole connect, connect. They're going to see that and be like, oh, this, this is kind of weird. It's like a cult. I don't know, but uh, very entertaining for sure. Very oh, entertaining. Yeah. Hope it, wish I Hope it. Hope um, just think. Just think if, Just think of Jumbo was LSU's head coach, and that happened. Oh,
1: dude, and we'd be four yeah. and four in the SEC every year. That would suck. We're doing pretty well in the uh the transfer pool right now, aren't we? Transfer
2: pool. Well, actually, Ole Miss has. I think Ole Miss has the lead in the portal oh. in the SEC, but they just they're just you know. But, I mean, that's the transfers. But, overall, LSU is doing pretty good in recruiting. Yeah.
1: It's only begin the beginning, too. Like, I hope we can – it's like the goal, I think, this year should be, like, 10 wins and hopefully make the playoff. But next year is going to be, like, insanity. Once we – once Brian Kelly proves, like, how good he can play in the
2: SEC. So Yeah. I, I think – um, I mean, I, I think the – LSU has to keep on building up the roster because Brian Kelly uh, said this in a uh, interview Mm -hmm. in New Orleans, I think a week, I think a couple of days ago that we're so low, we're not deep enough in our roster. Right. We're
1: still, yeah.
2: And I think that, um, you know, I think once the once Brian Kelly can bring his type of players in, you know, LSU will be able to compete. Against some of the elites in the NCC because Brian Kelly's—I mean, Brian—we said said before—Brian Kelly's a great coach. He just now has a lot. He just now has ammunition to uh, go win some games. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And like you said, Matt—or no, that was Gunner. The best thing that he said this whole time is nothing. So (laughs) it's yeah, because you know Coach O would have been fired up about it too. You know what I mean? Like
2: we got a group. You know, we'll kick their ass. <laughs> yeah,
1: so, there's no telling. No yeah, yep. All righty, moving along to the Astros.
2: Gunner. Oh, I got, I got, I got more oh, football yeah. stuff. Okay. Yeah. Good. Got some uh, LSU recruiting news. So LSU got a, a new recruit added. Two new recruits actually. They signed uh, Dalen Austin, cornerback out of Long Beach Poly. In Long Beach, California. And they got a commitment from uh, Trey Holly from, uh, U- and played high school at Union Parish in Farmerville, Louisiana. Holly actually is about to break, has, could break a Napro Stead's rushing touchdown and a rushing yard record uh, for Louisiana. Trey Holly. So, I mean, very, very good additions. This is a guy who, just like Will Campbell, just like Walker Howard. Just like Quincy Wiggins will cut off his fingers to play for LSU. Yeah. And the uh the and Dalen Austin from a uh, Long Beach Poly. Um, I think I think there's like two. I think there are still like two cornerback prospects available in Louisiana. So I think so. You're asking like you know, how come you didn't go up those two corners? You just got you just signed a guy an out-of-state guy. Well, this happened like, and, and there's a couple of guys from out of state. You got Mac Marway, who's a tight end. You got Ryan Yates, who, who's a safety from uh, Denton, Texas, and you got, um, you know, Michael Doggatree from uh, Longville, Georgia. These guys are signed by they signed to LSU because Brian Kelly has been recruiting them for over a year now at Notre Dame. It's just that like when he came to LSU, yeah. they say, you know what, Brian Kelly. Right. They go to, they go to, they, you know, join Hell's Shoe. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That makes sense.
2: Mm-hmm. I think, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Anything else for college football?
2: Uh, Jordan Addison committed to uh, USC today. I think I said it earlier.
1: Yeah, where is he from?
2: Jordan Addison was the Koff Award winner for 2022. He played with, he played at Pittsburgh with Kenny Pickett.
3: Okay, got gotcha. And he
2: announced he was entering the transfer portal, I think, a month ago. And everybody jumped on it because USC tampered. Like I said, but USC tampered to get him. They offered him a house. They offered him a car. They said you can play in this, you can play with, you know, Caleb Williams throwing passes with him and stuff. Yeah. So they pointed out. That, that's that's another thing I think needs to get changed. To me, schools, they, they, they shouldn't tamper. You shouldn't have to, you shouldn't tamper.
1: Which is a but new, That's uh, kind of a newer thing now. Like, you hear about tampering in the NBA all the time, but tampering in NCAA, I mean, when's the last, like, I haven't really, unless I'm just. You know, haven't heard of it, but it seems like that's a fairly new thing that people are talking about. And of course, like you said, that's they're going to have to put the hammer down on that with the whole NIL situation. That's, you know, part of the regulation. But um, has, has tampering, have you heard of that in college football before, Matthew?
2: Elias Ricks. Elias Ricks going to Alabama.
3: Okay.
1: Yeah, it's basically like recruiting during the season, I guess. K- what is tampering?
2: Keishon K- Boutte. I mean, even like, even like, it's it's like recruiting. Like, it's just like, even with coaches too. Like, you, there are coaches now that are leaving their jobs, and this is kind of this kind of is kind of all subject. But you have coaches like leaving their jobs midway through the season, like Brian Kelly, and going to other schools, and um, but just to go recruit. But well, they're leaving yeah. a roster that's talent, they're leaving a talented roster to go to another team. Yeah, that doesn't really make sense. I'm not gonna bring that up.
3: Okay. <laughs> yeah.
2: But yeah. I just I just think that 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 has to be they have to fix NIL.
3: Right, right.
2: I, I knew I knew this was this was gonna be the problem. This was gonna be the result. It, you know, you could be pro you could be pro NIL, you can be for the, you could be for, you know, players getting paid, not for it. You know, you just got to adapt. But the problem is, you have the transfer portal, and that's a bad mix right there. Because now it's like, well, we can, you know, go sign a USC can go sign a kid. But before they sign them, they could say, "Look, this is what we're going to give you if you sign with us: new house, pocket full of cash, all the women that you can imagine." (laughs) Right? If you sign with USC,
1: (laughs) right? Yeah. So tampering is ba- what is tampering like? P- trying to recruit a player during the season or how does how does that come into play?
2: Well, you know what tampering means. I, um I don't know what tampering. Well, it's, it's it's like you no, know, it's like talking base. like I don't think it's really happening in the in the uh, in in like during the season, but in the off season like a like after LSU, you know, finished their year and after Brian Kelly got hired, Elias Ricks goes to Alabama before Brian Kelly can even talk to him.
3: Gotcha. Yeah. I think, that,
2: I think that's what happened. Yeah. Which to me, that like, like Alabama swept right in because they said, hey, we can talk to, not only can we talk to get Elias Ricks, let's get Kayshawn Boutte as well.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. To me, because the way I was thinking about it, like in the NBA, there's a, there's a tampering window where you can't talk to other, like, When LeBron was trying to get AD to go to the Lakers, he couldn't talk to AD about that in particular until like a certain point. So there probably needs to be some kind of tampering window for the NCAA too. That's why I was asking like, I don't even know what the stipulations are on that now because
2: it's
1: just the wild west.
2: It's a wild west now. That's what it is. It's become the wild west. It's 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 ridiculous, and you. you, It also makes you wonder why a lot of college coaches are now leaving college football. Like, to me, if you're a coach, would you rather coach in the NFL or college football? Or would you rather coach NFL? NFL, because I mean, you're doing a lot more work in coaching, but you got time off. You get leisure time. You can do. You can. You can. But college football, you got to re-recruit your roster every single minute of the day.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: You got to miss, like you're already missing things as a college football coach, but now you got to miss even more because you're trying to get this one guy from not going to like somewhere else.
1: Right. Man, I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about that angle of it. It's like, you're constantly having to keep your team there. Whereas in the NFL, it's like, it's all contracts. So you, you know who you have on your team.
2: Yeah, and that—that's what needs to happen. That's what needs to change. You yeah. know, these players, okay, you're going to transfer. You got to pay the price.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> talking about like a boomer, maybe, but
1: <laughs>
2: but it's true. You like you sign a contract.
1: Right. I mean, the, gonna, there there you're needs gonna, to be but you're leave. there needs to be stipulations in the contracts. Like, okay, if you leave, then like we'll give you a million dollars a year. But if you leave, then you got to like, pay it back. Or just, like, we're not going to pay the rest of your contract out. You know what I mean? Like, we'll pay you $3 million for three years, and then after yeah. the first year, if you leave, then you're not getting the rest of the $2 million or whatever. I'm sure I'm sure there's already stuff like that because, like I've said, since the beginning of this, it's like businesses aren't stupid. They're not going to invest a ton of money on 18-year-olds just to get screwed over, you know, so.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like Gordon McKernan, I mean, not only yeah. now those kids have get are getting paid by McKernan. They got it. They got an agent now. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that, Which that's is good.
1: That's good that they have an agent and they can. That's like it's starting the their business mindset because the NFL is a business. Like the sooner they get acclimated to the business of the NFL, if that's their destination, the better it is for them because. Once you're in the NFL, they don't treat you like a student anymore. They treat you like a commodity for a team. Yeah. So Right. Exactly. Exactly. And now it's the the college game is just start starting to turn to more of a student employee. It's like working at a library except you make millions of dollars for the school. So it's like Yeah. You get compensated for the money that you're making uh for the school and the networks and everything so but anyway alrighty. anything else for college football
3: nope i think
2: that was uh i'm done i'm done yeah i'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> now nah, i probably, probably I'm told, we're talking about it probably all year yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just something
1: that keeps changing and evolving and
2: stuff. Well, no, I meant like the, the robbery, or the oh yeah,
1: <laughs> oh yeah, and there's no telling like this is. I feel like this is just the beginning too. Like they're gonna get interviewed, like you said, July the SEC media day is gonna happen. Like this is gonna be a hot topic until October eighth, and probably even after that too. So, um,
2: should we? Should we try to ask our ask our sponsors uh, if we can attend? We yeah. Get clearance? Yeah. We don't have, we don't have sponsors, I forgot.
1: No. Yeah, we do, man. It's No. We do not. We don't have sponsors yet, but if you're interested, um this podcast is brought to you by your ad here if you're interested <laughs> in sponsoring
2: secondhand sports. So.
1: And we'll say your name. We'll shout you out.
2: Check out. Maybe we'll give you. We can't give you anything right now. I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: um. Alrighty. I was gonna talk about the Astros next, but Gunner had to um drop off real quick. He'll be back soon. But um, let's see. You want to talk about? So Jarvis Landry oh, signing yeah. with the Saints. Holy moly! I mean, we were saying it as a joke after Tyron um okay perfect he's back so we can talk about it too we're on we're on to Jarvis gotcha so Jarvis Landry signing with the Saints and um like I said we were talking about how Tyron Matthew signs last week and everybody's freaking out you know great time holy smokes can't believe this is happening and then the, pretty much the same day, we were like, what if Jarvis signs with us too, like back-to-back, to back? and then this week gets the deal done. I mean, that's it's just fantastic seeing all the – and now we possibly have Daryl Williams. You know, we'll see, but uh, it's it's on the – it's a possibility. It's just cool having LSU guys playing for the Saints, you know.
4: I read that we still have like $9.6 million in cash space. So yeah.
3: Yeah, we're not paying.
4: They were saying that we could possibly get, like, we could, like, re sign Quan and maybe Darrell Williams or something.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Jarvis's contract is like, it's like $1.5. He had, like, $3 million in his signing bonus and his salary, and then a little, like, a few incentives, too. Like, it's not much. So hopefully he can, like, I don't know. Just just for him, it'd be cool if he like balls out this year and can actually get a big contract because he's an elite. I think he's an elite wide receiver, and they're not paying him like one. But it's like he's been on the Browns, so that's probably the best value that he can get. And he's playing yeah. for his hometown team, so um, I don't know. That's gonna help too. Is is Jarvis from New Orleans actually he's playing? He, for he's
2: team. a he's from watcher Okay, Lutcher. yeah like he, play, he played a football Lutcher quarterback yeah so dominating um yeah but yeah, but, but jarvis first of all there's no wide receiver that goes down the middle of the field like he does and yeah. you know he he's 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 your prototypical <laughs> slot receiver um i think it's like 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 i said it's like like I said we, we already know all, all know about it but it's i think it's a really big signing for the saints the Saints now have. They went from having one of the. They were last I, dead last yeah, league last year. In passing, terrible,
1: right? Terrible wide receiver core.
2: To now, they probably have one of the greatest receive, probably the best receiving uh, or core best, uh, group of receivers, trio receivers. Yeah, of this season. Yeah. I mean, if you look, if you look around the NFL, there's really not that many teams you can even look at. Like what? other teams have a great receiving core other than the Saints?
1: Right, a lot of teams have one star, like Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey yeah. or something like that, you know. But um,
2: well, yeah. the Chiefs had a tr- the, tr- the Chiefs had all of them. They're gone. Yeah,
1: gone. Seahawks have that one guy,
2: um, Metcalf. Yeah, and uh, Tyler Lockett. Yeah.
1: Um, the, you know something, the, uh, the Vikings have a good, they have, uh, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Adam's- He's pretty good. I mean, yep. He's he good. So, but yeah, I mean, as far as the strength of this wide receiver core there, I don't think there's
2: anything like it. So I to, concur to, to me, you, you, like it also, I mean, it, it kind of maybe exposed Sean Payne a little bit, but you also can't blame Sean Payton because the Saints wouldn't be in this position, you know, as an elite organization, one of the best organizations in all sports, without Sean Payton, right? But that's correct. Sean, Sean, well, Sean was a very different coach from Dennis Allen. Um, you know, I, th- I just, I, I think it's, it's a, he's doing a good job. <laughs> oh yeah, man. But Absolutely. um,
1: it's funny that we're not signing any defensive players because he's a defensive. Coach, you know, but
2: you got Marcus May. Marcus May. Oh,
1: yeah, that's right.
2: That looks like a great signing now. But, you know, going back there with Tyron Matthew.
1: That's right. And Tyron Matthew. Yeah, what am I thinking? I don't know why I'm even.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was just thinking Um, about like our draft was
3: offensive heavy.
2: Well, yeah, you draft Chris Alave to go along, Michael Thomas and Jarvis. You draft Trevor Pennington from Iowa, from Iowa. Iowa. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Iowa. Um, I mean, right there, you got a starting receiver, and you got a starting, you know, left tackle in the NFL. Now, which to me that means that hey, we trust Jameis, we believe in Jameis. We're not going to take a quarterback. We're not going to pick one later in the round. We're going to go left tackle, wide receiver. Quarterbacks, you know, necessities right there. It means that the Saints, to me, are all in on Jameis. And Jameis, you know, I think Jameis can have a great year. Now, the Saints will be without Alvin Kamara. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, well, not, it's not official, but he's going to get suspended.
1: Uh, oh, okay.
2: He most likely will get suspended.
1: So, did they say how many games? See, what's what's weird about that suspension is they're talking about suspending. Deshaun Watson, like, four or five games after what he did, it's like, if you're only suspending him that much after 22 sexual assault cases, then Alvin Kamara needs to be, like, fined $1,000. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that was ridiculous. But,
2: yeah, for punching somebody that was annoying him.
1: Right, exactly. It's like, I don't think he threw the first punch in that whole thing. You know, like, he just happened to be the NFL player, so...
2: Yeah, but um, the
1: hearing has been pushed to August. That's the latest that I've seen on that. So
2: five yeah. five games.
4: Like where where'd you hear that? At?
1: That I saw it on Twitter. That's what
0: they're
4: like. If, if that would happen, he'd basically be getting like practically be getting like a quarter for each sexual assault. That's basically what the NFL would be saying. Yeah. Is. You're suspended one quarter every time you sexually assault someone. Right. You get a quarter.
1: The problem is they haven't even started the cases yet. That's the the problem. Like, he's still due to go back into court for each civil case. So, it's like the NFL is still kind of – I saw four to five weeks, but that was, like, preliminary. They haven't made anything official yet, and I think the NFL is going to, like, sit on it and wait until the civil cases are done – before they make like a final final decision because the whole the whole ray rice situation bought him bit him in the ass because they made a ruling and then video evidence came out of ray rice beating the shit out of his wife and so they were like oh geez okay we gotta like dial this you know we gotta actually punish him but anyway
4: did you i mean you saw what he just testified that he texted that girl right after uh and apologize. Like right. if you didn't do anything wrong, you're not gonna apologize. Right. You don't exactly. apologize if you didn't
2: do anything wrong. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing well, that's-, that's the whole the whole thing about this case too is like there's twenty two different cases, twenty two different women. So it's like okay, it may have happened with her, it may have happened with fourteen of the women and not the other six or whatever, you know? So it's like how do, it's just gonna take forever for them to even Make a decision on this, I feel like.
2: Yeah. Um, well, do it. Kind of, I just kind of thought of this now, but you know, Baker Mayfield doesn't play for anybody else. That's why he's still there. Yep. So somehow it's Deshaun Watson. Baker Mayfield's your guy. Yeah. Even though Baker wants to get out of there, he's, you know, he's been relevant. He's been elevated. He's been. He's been dropped to backup quarterback, but also
1: I think that's why they're keeping him around. Yeah, I think another. Go ahead, I have a point against for that. I said that's smart. Yeah, another thing that I heard on the Rich Eisen show is that owners. So all the owners, the fact that the Browns made this deal with Deshaun Watson, all in guaranteed money is, like, Mm -hmm. absurd before any of this even came out. So now, like, Kyler Murray, the Cardinals are going to have to pay him a ton of money because he has no sexual assault allegations. Like, other quarterbacks, the teams are going to have to – like, they are ticked off at the Browns. So, because of that, no team is going to want to try to trade for Baker. Like, the theory is that no team is even trying to communicate with the Browns because of how they are screwing up the quarterback market right now. So um I don't know, that's just one of the the observations that I had. It's like why is he still there? I think like you said Matthew, I think they're they might end up trying to start him um and just saying, "Okay, let's wait till next year to get you on another team or trade him in the middle of the season." But um also teams might not want to just deal what? with the Browns because they screwed up the quarterback market so much but we'll see.
2: Right, right. That's true. That's true.
1: So, yeah, back to Alvin Kamara. Hopefully he doesn't get suspended too long. Um, because um, it'd be go, cool.
2: Going back when uh, Daryl Williams. Yeah. 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 I don't know if you want to announce this, but so so going back, uh, so Daryl Williams visited the Saints yesterday. He uh, he posted on his Instagram story. There's no context. It just said, "Landon." Um, I think it would you know, to me, I I, I could give right right here. I I do care. I mean, I, I personally do care that he's, that he's an LSU guy, but that's not the reason why we really need him. Why the Saints should draft him, the Saints I and mean, the Saints should trade for him because he's a all around back that you know Kamara Kamara's only suspended for we don't know how many for, we know how many games for. You signed Darrell Williams, Darrell Williams is your starting running back from day one because Mark Ingram's too old, he can't carry the load. You got all that right. kid from Baylor, but he's an undrafted free agent. And he played he played linebacker like two years ago at <laughs> Baylor. <laughs> under David Randall. Nice. But um so, but I just think that Darrell Williams is, is an all around back that's going to run down the middle, can catch passes out of the backfield. I mean, dude, and this is actually repeated from another podcast to watch, but he's the only player in LSU history to have 100 rushing yards and 100, 100 receiving yards in one game. And that was against Ole Miss in 2013. Dang. So, wow. you know, to me, he's not he's not a caliber starter a running back, but he's a great value. He's a great asset. You know, when, when the Chiefs lost to Clyde for you know for to injury, they with Daryl Williams.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Who's the and running? I mean, who's the running back? Who? The Chiefs? Didn't they have don't? They, yeah, don't they have another running back?
4: Uh, no? Um,
1: let's see. Ronald Jones.
2: Well, they just signed Ronald Jones this year from the Bucks. Oh, uh, okay.
1: So guess, yeah, yeah. That Derek, was, Derek Gore. That's yeah, the third no, string. That's, that's, yeah. Yep. So yeah, it'd be cool if we uh, signed him because we're gonna need some depth in that position. If, uh, like you said, if he has, if Kamara has to um, fulfill a suspension, then that will be the case. But we are trending in the right direction for sure, man. I mean, this is. I've never been more excited to be a Saints fan than I am like anticipating this season, you know? There's still a I mean, lot it's like, it's like, it could blow up in our face, but boy, it sure seems like we are we got a lot of talent.
4: Isn't the over under still like seven and a half games for the Saints this season?
1: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I think it's something ridiculous.
2: I saw I saw eight and nine the uh, the other day. What in the world? The so
1: what? I wonder what we're what are where are we lacking? Maybe offensive line. I guess I don't understand why do people think well, we do,
2: suck still. I think to me to me the the best the Saints could probably do is maybe maybe twelve and five. Yeah. Maybe maybe, maybe to me that that's the that's their peak because Carolina doesn't Carolina has no quarterback. They're probably gonna have to start Matt Corral. You know, the Bucs have Tom Brady, but he's lost a bunch of his receivers and stuff. They have a new coach and everything. They have Brady, but, you know, they're they're uh, – We own
1: Brady. We own
3: Brady.
2: We own him. They're they're not going to be the same team. You know, Brady may only play one more season. The Falcons just –
1: Yeah, Falcons stink. Yeah. yeah, I mean we're looking at the look the schedule that I'm looking at. Um, I think the Ravens are going to be a good team, the Bengals. We might end up losing to the Bengals in the Superdome. I could see that happening. Um, and then we were the other strong teams that were playing are the Rams and the 49ers. Two teams that were competing. I mean the Rams won the Super Bowl obviously, but the 49ers were competing for a spot in the Super Bowl. So um, yeah. we have a pretty strong schedule for sure. As far as like out of conference play, out of uh, out of division play, um, yeah, Rams and Steelers, well, not Steelers, Rams, Ravens, and 49ers are nothing to sniff at. And who knows, the Bengals might be lights out this year too. Well, who knows? We'll see. The thing
4: I don't understand though, with like people kind of writing us off and and all that is, we. We were, I mean, we looked pretty good through the first, like, what, five or six games last season before Jameis got hurt. Yeah. So, and, you know, arguably we have more talent now than we did then. I don't see why we wouldn't be able to, you know, assuming that everyone stays healthy and that we don't hurt from the loss of Kamara too much uh, while he's out, you know, you'd think that it shouldn't be any problem for us to kind of go out there and and at the very least, uh, you know, tie up for for first in our division. I mean,
1: yeah, I think maybe too it might have something to do with Dennis Allen's head coaching history because he has not had a spectacular history at head coach, so that might have something to do too. They're assuming that because we have a new head coach, things could go south. But I don't think. I mean, not much has changed as far as like we have the same play caller in. Uh Carmichael e- like e- yeah. Carmichael Jr. Yeah. So that's not changing. The quarterback that we that was hurt is coming back. The wide rec- the best wide receiver in the league that was hurt is coming back. So I mean, I don't know. I don't I think we're gonna be just fine.
2: Ta Taysom Hill's a tight end. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. Not not wasting our time at quarterback. Right.
3: Exactly.
1: Yeah. So I'm excited. Very too.
3: excited.
1: All righty. Anything else for NFL? Okay. Moving along. Uh let's let's talk about the Astros gunner. We we ended the one of the longest streaks that we had in a while to the Red Sox and then we completely destroyed them like what 13 to 4. And then we lost to them yesterday, so it's like we're on a roller coaster ride with the Astros right now, huh?
4: Hey, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess after going, I mean, we went on what an 11, 11 game win streak. I think twelve was our it was our um, organization's previous record. So we were one shy of tying it and two shy of breaking it, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I guess after after a run like that, at some point you gotta. You got to lose. We ended up losing our first one. We we on our uh, we were on an away stretch for nine games. We went six and three, so that's not bad, especially on the road. Um, we dropped one to the Nationals, uh, which was a pretty – I think that was 13 to six, the one that we lost. And then the next day we, we shut them out eight to nothing. Um, and then, yeah, we lost the first one to the Red Sox, uh, then went on a home run derby against them the second game and then lost the third game. Um, but we've got six games in a row at home. This is like a like a 20-something game in a row stretch, like home and away combined. No days off, uh, but we've got six in a row here, three against the Rangers. Uh, we're up two to one right now, uh, bottom of the second, and then three against the Guardians, and I don't know if we have a day off in between that one and the next series. I forgot who – who it's against but it's away the next one after that
2: Gotcha. Yeah. hey uh i'm going to i'm going to come right back i need, I need to go to, uh, back to my house I'll get something okay that's cool you know, all right, all right. I, I just i just uh log in from the email
1: yeah. yeah 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 same email yeah okay all
2: right peace all right let's go back Sorry.
4: yeah i apologize so, for the background noise from the game i'm nah. watching it as we speak uh really you can attribute most of our loss last night to Luis Garcia, which is kind of sad because usually he deals pretty well. Um but his rockaby baby uh his rockaby baby wind up couldn't get the job done yeah. last night. And they they had a couple of home runs and um yeah, I think three different innings they scored and ended up beating us five to one. Yeah. Which is disappointing because uh, Altuve led off with a home run, so it looked like we were going to have another right. offensive showdown. Um, but then we didn't get another hit until like the seventh inning. Brantley got a double, and that was it. The entire game, um, the entire game, two hits for the Astros. Yeah. So, but uh, I mean, I don't know. It's a long.
3: We
1: had
4: some season. good. Well, actually, no. Our defense looked awful yesterday. Uh, we we had two errors. I think. I think Altuve had one and Pena had one, Um, which Pena shouldn't count. I don't know if you've seen video like a clip of that. He uh, made a he he basically made a good scoop on a ball. I think I I can't remember how he got it either that or someone turned two. But whenever he threw it to uh, Gurriel at first, it went through Gurriel's glove like it literally busted through the seam. Dang! So uh, I think that got counted as an error against him. And I don't know if they ever switched it to error just against the team or what
3: yeah but
4: and then he ended up making an incredible uh diving ground ball scoop and got up in time to throw someone out later at the the end of the game to kind of make up for it but yeah our offense our offense couldn't do anything um and our defense was making lots of errors it was a rare game where the astros looked just bad on every every end of it our pitching wasn't that great either so far tonight, dude. Uh, like the first inning, um, I mean, the Rangers were hitting Framber Valdez is pitching right now. Pitching, the Rangers yeah. kind of were hitting him around, and he, uh, there was one out and a runner on first. Well, the guy hit a pop fly to the infield. Well, the Astros goofed up; no one caught it. Fell to the ground. Um, Alan Diaz picked it up and tossed it to Gurio at first. And at first, they called both the guys out because the guy at first assumed, oh, this is going to be an easy pop fly catch, easy out. So, obviously, he's not, you know, he's going to stay at first because if you run at first, they throw it to you, you didn't tag up, whatever. Well, because he dropped the ball right there, he, you know, he tossed it. They called them both out. Well, after it went to commercial break, they came right back and said that they overturned it and it's just one out. I don't understand why. Maybe they thought that the Astros did it intentionally, but they obviously didn't. If you watch the replay, they're all confused, and like they got in the dugout, and everyone's like, what the hell just happened? They're all laughing. But it was a very strange play. I wish it would have stood, because it that would be something you'd probably be seeing all over the Internet. Yeah. Just a, a goofy double play. But we bounced back in the uh, bottom of the first, and we're able to get two
3: runs. Yeah.
1: Yep. That's awesome, um, yeah. It just seemed like, as far as the game yesterday, it seemed like the Red Sox were just exacting their revenge. Um, so, yeah.
4: yeah, and ironically, um, that pitcher who they had uh, Yo- Yovaldi—I think I'm pronouncing it right—he uh, in the the ALCS last year pitched like. In the first game he pitched against the Astros, he pitched, uh, like, phenomenally. And then I think he came back and pitched, and we were just crushing. I I want to say that's what happened. Um, but it was kind of like – it was kind of funny, though, that, that we crushed him this time, um, kind of replayed last time. But yeah, I don't know. I, us, you know, that's – it's not a bad – six and three is really not bad for the road. And uh the biggest thing is that the Rangers just swept the Angels uh three uh, three nothing yeah. um, in a in a series they just played that ended yesterday. The Angels aren't playing today and we're still a game ahead. So if the Astros win tonight, we're gonna be two games ahead of the Angels. Yeah. Um and it's it's just good that for our division at least, we didn't really lose any ground with those uh with those losses because the Angels lost too. So Right. If we, you know, if the Angels would have won all three of those games, and we would have dropped those two, we, it would, you know, we'd probably drop down the second. But right. So, and like I said in one of the previous episodes, we got a lot of, uh, like a long stretch of games against teams that are just subpar. They're you know under five hundred. So we we should win most of them. We should be able to kind of pad up our lead here while the Angels and the Yankees um, have a stretch of. Really tough games coming up. Yeah, so we may even be able to hop into first in the AL. Right. So, uh, the only thing I'm worried about with this series with the Rangers is they are hot. I think I think they're uh, like a ten and four stretch or so. I don't know. They've they've looked really good as of late. Um, I can't remember yeah, exactly six, what kind of.
1: They're six and four in the last ten. So yeah, they're on yeah, a four so... game win streak right now.
4: Yeah, so let's hope we can snap that and turn their mojo around. Yeah, Um, because I mean they're still I think they're still like over ten games behind us, but uh, definitely don't want them to. You know, happy that they beat the Angels. They did their work. Now it's time for them to go back to sucking.
1: Yeah, (laughs) right. Yeah, they're seventeen and nineteen right now. So, Um, but yeah, I mean we're still even if you look at the league, we're about the top five teams we're in the race for the top five right now. Like you said, the Yankees are leading twenty eight to ten. They're just unreal, but um the last ten, they're eight and two. Um so but it's a long season. Being in the top five this early is still great. You know, we got a lot of games under our belt. We're we're Figuring out who we are. We're figuring out that Pena is an absolute monster sometimes. Sometimes. So Yeah.
0: Well
4: really most of the time. Yeah. I mean the the only error well he I think he, he might have two errors on the season, but like the, the error that he made yesterday really shouldn't count against him. Hopefully All and right. I doubt they will, but hopefully they overturn that. Yeah. Um but defensively, I mean, he is absolutely leading the AL in every category except for hits, I think hits he's second but i think every other category um uh what is it weighted runs created um rbis home runs batting average everything uh defensive saves all that he is first like you know in a healthy in not even just for just for rookies for shortstops in general he's like in like the top 4 i think for the entire you know mlb yeah. Which is done? It, it, that's nuts. But, um, what else? What was I going to say? Uh, oh yeah. The, I, not to take away from the Yankees, because I mean, Judge and uh, is it uh, Stanton or they have been monsters. I mean, yeah. Judge Judge is leading the league in home runs right now. Yeah, he has been crushing the ball. Uh, you know, obviously they're a great team. They wouldn't have that record, but also they played. They've played a pretty easy schedule thus far, so I got gotcha. you. Um, you know, so yeah, that'll do. The it. Astros kind of got their their should be tougher games out of the way for now until later on in the season, and uh, the Yankees are just about to start their tougher games. The Dodgers have kind of lost a few recently. Yeah. But they still look like they're a force. So
3: yeah,
1: yeah. Let me see uh, standings for the dodgers is let me see okay they're 25 and 12 so not the best but still pretty up there so 6 and 4 in the last 10 so yep all righty anything else for baseball
4: um i don't
2: think so
1: Alrighty, um, I'll move over briefly to the NBA. Um, well, let me see what's going on at the NHL. Do you want to talk about that while we uh,
4: let's see NHL? Um, We're still I, like in yeah, all. I really have. I mean, I know. I know that the Canadians lost. Um,
1: yeah, Maple Leafs. I know that the
4: Blues dropped the first game to the Avalanche in overtime. But other than that, I don't really know what's going on.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's still um, pretty early. I mean, we're only in round two. There's still a ton of teams left. But, um, yeah, New York Rangers um, leading Carolina. um, Calgary leading the Oilers 1-0. And Colorado, the Avalanche, leading the Blues 1-0 in their series. And then the Tampa Bay Lightning leading the Florida Panthers 1-0 in their series. So... Um, I think the biggest surprise so far this uh, playoffs has been the Toronto Maple Leaves losing. They haven't had a Stanley Cup in like 60 years. And for a Canadian team, um, that's a pretty big deal. So um, them losing uh, f- there, they were, let's see, the Lightning won that series four to three. So them losing was like one of the biggest storylines Yada yada yada, and the Colorado Avalanche, like we said in the last podcast, they're still like projected to win it all. So, as far as if you're betting, um, so once it gets down to like the conference semifinals and the finals, then I'm sure. Uh, well, I guess they don't even do they kind of yeah conference finals, yeah.
3: So
4: yeah, it's just. Uh... I don't know. It's just, there's so much stuff going on right now. It's just hard to watch right. the games. And then also baseball, like obviously I'm paying attention to the Astros and they, they have not had a game. They haven't had a day off. Uh, yeah. in so long, the only time, like the only times I can watch hockey is if the Astros play earlier in the day, which I had, like I watched whenever the blues beat the, who the hell did it, Carolina, was it? No, was it Carolina? I don't know. Whoever the blues beat to get to this game. Um, I watched that last game and I fell asleep during it because it was like a blowout. Uh, yeah, it was but, the
1: Minnesota Wild that the Blues beat. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: <clears throat>
4: but yeah. So I don't know. I'm sure for sure, like for sure, the Stanley Cup Finals probably watch, but I don't. It's just if the Blues don't start winning and don't uh beat Colorado here, then. Yeah, it's gonna,
1: probably it's gonna drop probably off. Be harder for me to get into it. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um. Alrighty. Moving over to the NBA. Um. We're in the conference finals now. Celtics. Heat. Celt- Celt- Mavericks. Warriors. Um. And Matthew is rejoining us here.
2: Hello, Matthew. Great, great. Great to be back. Hey, uh-huh.
4: I'm gonna I'm going am gonna run for a second. Hannah called me again. Okay. I'll come back uh, All right. whenever. whenever.
1: So. Alrighty. So um yeah. Celtics, Heat, Mavericks, Warriors. What I mean, these are two great matchups, I feel like. Um I think a lot of people I was kinda sad that the Bucks lost. It was it would have been cool to have them back in the mix. Um And then the Suns absolutely just like quitting on their entire team um, against the Mavericks last Sunday. That was pretty wild to watch for the people at home. Um, That was crazy. They were literally getting booed off of their own court. And Luka Doncic had the same amount of points as the Suns' entire team at halftime. So um, crazy, crazy. But looking at the matchups that we have now, the Celtics and the Heat, The Mavericks and the Warriors. I maintain that it will be a Heat and Warriors finals, like I've been saying the past two weeks. Rewind. I'll have to rewind and go back and and do it because I'm probably going to be right, which it's not like super hot takes. But to me, when we're looking at these two matchups, the Warriors, though they are older than they were when they beat LeBron and had those, you know, the dynasty or whatever. Um, To me, it's like they have so much more experience than the Mavericks and the Mavericks are great. The Mavericks are a great team. Luka Doncic, you know, um we're looking at the other guys on their team and that's a part of, you know, that's a, a, a problem. <laughs> Matthew's just driving his truck right now, but, um, so, when we're looking at the Mavericks, you have Luca, obviously generational talent. He's great. Playing out of his mind during these playoffs. But you got Jalen Brunson. Oh, and also.
3: What?
2: Uh, Luca's also uh, was spotted at a bar in Phoenix before the game. All right, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, to throw that, I'm sorry to throw that in there. But. Yeah.
1: No, no, that was cool. Um, Reggie Bullock, Dorian, Finney Smith. Dwight Powell, and then we switch over to the depth chart of the Warriors, and you have guys like Steph Curry, one of the greatest of all time, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Splash Brothers, Andrew Wiggins, Jonathan Kaminga, you look at just the depth charts, like Dallas is not going to be able to make it to a finals with just Luca's talent, is my point here. I'm this is the longest winded point of it I've ever made. But basically Dallas does not have the talent to make it to the finals if they're only going to be able to rely on Luca. And that's why I believe the Warriors are going to make it because they've one, they've been there before. Steve Kerr, great coach. Steph Curry has matured. More, I'm sure, since um, the last time, the the last time they were like really a dynasty, and it to me it's like they're back to being the Warriors. They're they are a championship team, and so that's why I think they're gonna beat the Mavericks. It, it stinks because Luka is such a f- fun player to watch, but um, the Warriors just have it, and they've just they're it's the same roster that they had minus. Andre Iguodala, and I think Iguodala may even still be on that team. Oh, let's see. Uh, No, he's not. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, but he's out right now. Jordan Poole, too, second <laughs> string point guard. He's played, He's He played well during the season, so it's like that's why I think the Warriors are making it to the finals. We switch it over to the Celtics and Heath, though. I think this is going to be a much more – there's going to be more parody in this series. The Heat are an incredible team. Once again, it's like, oh, we have been there before type of deal. They were in the finals in the bubble. And the Celtics haven't been this good in a long time, I feel like. We'll have to get uh, Elijah Wood on to talk about you know this Celtics team because <laughs> I'm not really yeah. super familiar yeah. with them. But um,
2: maybe, maybe even Brandon Saram, too. I think Brandon... Brandon Saram's a really
1: big uh, uh, of course awesome he's. Celtics fan. Uh huh. Of course he is. Um such
2: a bandwagoner. Such a bandwagoner.
1: Uh huh. But um shout out to Brandon. But yeah, the Celtics team is very good. And I've listened to other podcasts and they kind of, you know, touch on it. Apparently, this is like it's almost a shoe in that the Celtics are gonna get to the finals, but to me Oh my goodness.
2: Sorry,
1: sorry. To me, the Celtics are gonna to get to the finals. Um To me, well, no, let me back up. Matthew screwed up because screwed me up because he just got out of his truck with the video still running. But to me, the Heat are going to make it to the finals because they've been there before. Eric Spolstra is an incredible coach. Um and it, it seems like they're playing their butts off right now. But the Celtics are a good team too. That's why I think this, this series is going to have a lot more parity. They're going to go back and forth. Um, whereas you're looking at the Warriors and the Mavericks, and I think the Warriors may lose one game, and um, it's going to be tough for the Mavericks to come back. So we'll see. Obviously, we're very early in these in these two series. Tonight the Celtics and the Heat are playing for the second time. Um so um we'll see. Matthew Vincent everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, Matthew Vincent. Um Heat beat the Celtics game one. And it's at it's in Miami tonight. So um they'll have the edge there, but there he is.
3: Did you get it, Matthew?
2: Yeah, I got it. I got it. It's all good.
3: Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Oh. Okay. Never mind.
1: Okay. Um, so, yeah. I think the Heat are going to end up in the finals, but I think that's that series is going to be a lot closer. And as we go, I mean, we'll probably have another episode by the time. Yeah. So, the ending of that series will probably be Friday or Sunday of next week. So, we'll... We'll have a better interpretation of how that series goes um, by next week, and we'll have more coverage of the finals and all that good stuff as we get there. So with that, I believe that's it. Matthew, do you have anything else to talk about? I mean, I am good. The biggest news of the day, obviously, um, was Jimbo Fisher going off on Nick Saban but um, anything else you wanted to cover?
2: All I know is like th- th- this press conference that happened today, it's going to be talked about for years. It's like, it's going to be like on an episode of like top five reasons you couldn't blame. I don't know. I yeah. don't really make sense what I just said, but, uh, yeah. but uh, an all timer, an all timer today. It's life changing moment.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, the, the student, the student called out, Teacher, there's a M fan giggle, just, yeah. just kind of saying M fan. I yeah. said I told him giggle, not really, but uh, yeah, it's, that's pretty much all I have.
4: All right, on uh, we're back on Jimbo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was closing it out, yeah, yeah,
2: dude. It's just, it's, it's it's a dominated, yeah, but you know, you can just close it out, cut me out. <laughs>
1: Everything hey, Gonna...
2: I just I said just doesn't make any sense at all, so.
1: Alrighty, Matthew, Matthew Gunner, you've missed it. Matthew has just been driving around and like he just left his phone in his truck and got out of the truck and went to go do something and came back and didn't like mute himself or pause the video or anything. He just uh, kept it rolling. So, um, yep, yeah, I, I just talked about the NBA finals and how uh, it's <clears throat> heating up for them as well. Um, the Heat or Celtics? Heat and Celtics are playing tonight. So,
4: with um, that, did do we you... talk about uh, Mickelson or Deschamp or Tiger or John Daly? Oh yeah, 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 the uh,
2: PGA Championship. PG-
1: yeah, what you got on that, Matt?
2: It's golf second, golf second major. Yeah, Roy McIlroy, all the way, Roy McIlroy. Oh, that's, that's all I can tell you. Roy. Oh, uh, well, Jordan Jordan uh, Spieth has a chance to uh, complete the career Grand Slam. Only Gene Saracen, Ben Hogan, Gary Player, Jack Nicklaus, and Tiger Woods are the only golfers to achieve that. Uh, Speeth, he won. So Jordan Speeth won the uh, RBC Heritage Classic right after the uh, – it's a week after the Masters. He won that golf tournament. Uh, he came in second in the, uh, the Byron Nelson uh, golf tournament. Lost to uh, K. H. Lee. K. H. Lee said, "Yeah, he lost to K. H. Lee." We um, won his second consecutive. Byron Nelson. Um, but I mean, Speeds Speeds playing really good right now. He's playing real good golf. I actually, uh, I, bad. I, have I got
1: not bad. I got. I got bad news for you, Matthew. He's got bad news on. he's two over, tied for fifty sixth, right now. So oh, yeah, shit, yeah. So he's going to have to have a <laughs> hell of a Now Rory is leading. Rory is 5 under, like you were saying. Rory's lead, okay. yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. But yeah it's going to be tough for him to to come back from that, but we'll see. Golf is a long game. I
4: saw that John Daly uh was like crushing the first couple of holes. Yeah. Like he, he, like he, he was one. like tied for first with like five other people including uh Robert McIntyre, like, after, I don't know, like, at 10 a.m. this morning. Obviously, probably not anymore. Yeah, he's he's two cool
1: over he, as well. He yeah. Still got it, that's
4: man. It. Yeah. Tiger started off Robert, strong, Robert Mac- and then uh, I think he finished four over. But he was saying in uh, interviews that his leg is killing him and not feeling nearly as good as he wants it to. So that's kind of disappointing. Yep. But about, about, like, how the Masters went for him.
3: Yeah.
1: So cool to see him He's out got there. The
4: he just doesn't have the stamina right now because of his uh his injuries.
1: Yeah. I think Elijah is out there too. Mean? He took pictures with the uh Such? the four guys. Yeah. Gotta gotta so
2: that's pretty
3: Elijah cool.
1: That's
2: on pretty cool.
3: So, dude, John, John David who shares there too. Nice. That's cool. Really? Yeah, uh, th- is not this in like Oklahoma. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's in Tulsa. I think he went with his girlfriend. He posted, he said uh, his caption for his picture was like, Don't fail us today, Scotty Scheffler. I was like, what, what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs>
1: he must have been on it or something. Yeah. That's funny.
2: Yeah. It's on, uh, it's, a, it's, a, yeah, I just saw a picture on Instagram and said he was there. So that's pretty, that's pretty cool.
1: That's pretty neat. Oh. Uh, <clears throat>
4: that is cool.
2: go to a golf tournament yeah man
4: i'm in especially oh, yeah. once wedding season's over and we can all yeah
1: dude holy moly
2: just just go just go walk around just drink beer just watch like some of the best golfers. like the only term i can think of is maybe the the uh there's one in dallas it's, it's in fort worth I forget the name of it but that, that was a really fun tournament we went to the oh, masters the raffle sisters.
4: should be opening up soon or a lottery, our names, whatever you
2: call it. Yeah, it's
4: a no, lottery. I, I, we all need to put our name in for every single day. I mean – Yeah. Uh, all it takes that's, is one of us to win, uh, and you get you get the opportunity to buy four tickets if you win. So, for sure, we could each buy one, and then I guess somebody take their girl, or we could find a fourth guy and make, like, a couple's trip out of it and let the girls go do something. Or, Yeah. Although, no, I'm talking like we won it. It probably nothing. won't happen. But... Yeah.
2: Yeah, there's nothing to do in Augusta other than go to the Masters. So the girls probably have to stay with us. But I mean, we we would have they'd to drive
4: to, to Atlanta or Savannah there. or whatever, whatever other Georgian it's, town is nearby.
2: Well, Augusta, I think uh, we, we flew when we went to we went to the Masters in 2015. We flew from Houston. No, no, we flew from Lafayette, Lafayette to uh. I think it would maybe been you Savannah. I will not to if it was Savannah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we drove. We drove. Uh, we went to we went to Sea Island, Georgia. It's like on the Atlantic coast. It's like a really nice place. A lot of golfers up there. And then we drove from Sea Island to Augusta, and we took a plane from Augusta to Atlanta, at like five in the morning. Nice. We just went to one day at the Masters.
1: Speaking of When's lottery,
2: the shell open?
4: Can you go to the Shell open? Uh... Like, is that like a spectator
2: tournament? You can go to the three. What are you talking about?
4: Like the next time I'm that great. they have the shell open in Houston, like could we go to that, or is that not really a big spectator tournament?
2: No, dude, any, any tournament is great. Like, any tournament's fun to go to. It, it, the Houston Open, so it's it's not a shell anymore, it's just the Houston Open.
4: Oh, is it we should but, have uh, done uh like you said, what is it, the Ziggler or whatever? Zurich. The Zerg, Zerg. Yeah.
2: yeah, the Zerg. I mean, the Zerg's fun, but man, I think the Houston. I think the Houston Open will be a lot more fun to go to. Like that, if like that, it's. I mean, it's easy to get tickets and stuff. I'm not sure how much they are, but, but um, uh, I think I think that tournament is now like in November. If I'm not hmm. mistaken, I'm not too sure. Nice.
1: Speaking of a lottery. Um, the New Orleans Pelicans received, um, part of the Anthony Davis trade. We got their pick this year, and the Lakers drew the eighth pick in the draft. So the Pelicans get the eighth pick in the draft for, um, 2022. So that's pretty, pretty cool. Just a little side note. So,
2: and in, in your in your face, Los Angeles. In uh-huh. your face, <laughs> yeah. You thought you got the better end of the deal, but you actually did get the better end of the deal because you won a championship.
1: <laughs> right? People always. I wasn't gonna bring it up. People always talk about but like who won the, the trade. It's the like Disney, they
4: the Disney championship. Right?
1: That yeah. Is that an asterisk? That is true. You're right about that. Yeah. So. alrighty. Well, we appreciate each and every single one of you listeners out there. We surely hope you enjoyed this l- very long episode. We're at an hour and 30 minutes. We sure hope you enjoyed every minute of it. Um, and um, yeah, like we said, we're going to be talking about college football for a long time. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of developments come out of this for the next couple weeks and then into July. But um surely, certainly fun to have something to talk about in the middle of May when there's not a whole lot going on for football so with that once again we appreciate each and every one of you and we will see y'all next time